Your Money Replay from Money FM 89.3. Money and Me on Your Money, only on Money FM 89.3. Hey, welcome to Money and Me. What is it going to take to be the last sandwich generation? We're going to dig ourselves out of that cycle with the help of my good friends, Kenneth Liu, CEO of Seedly. How are you, Kenneth? It's good. Thanks for having us again. Great to have you here. Yap Ming Feng is Head of Content and Growth at Seedly. How are you this morning? Hello. All good. All good. All good. Yeah. Ready to roll. And Alvin Chow, Co-Founder and CEO of Dr. Wealth. Alvin, how are you? Hi, Michelle. I'm good. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, welcome, guys, to the program. Would you say you are all in the generation that feels like you are the sandwich generation? Uh, uh, we do have a split here. So I think Elvin and Mingfeng, I think they are quite unique because I think they are directly in debt. For me, I actually saw my mum got out of it. So I actually can share a different perspective as well. So you don't feel yeah. like you are the sandwich generation? I feel like I saw my parents get out of it. So, oh. so I think that's a, also a unique perspective of how they actually did it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. Elvin? Yes, I'm in the sandwich generation. <laughs> and unfortunately, I'm the single child. I'm mm. the only child. So which means I have to take care of my parents as well as the next generation, my children. I have two now. Oh, congrats. Congratulations. How, how old are they? One is five months and the other one is two and a half years. Oh, very little. Yeah. Okay, He's, so you're really yeah. feeling the pressure. Definitely. Definitely right. a lot of financial pressures. And you can see down the road, like what are the commitments that I have to prepare for. So it does, it does affect uh, the way that I think about the future. Mm. Are you optimistic that you will be able to break out of it? I'm definitely optimistic. All right. It's one of the reasons why I, I take care of finances now. Yes. <laughs> That's why he's a doctor wealth, yes. <laughs> and what about you, Ming Feng? Okay, you I feeling sandwich at all? Uh, not at the moment. So it's just like, you know, sandwich has two bread, right? I still don't have my kids. So yeah. I, there's a lot to learn from Elvin in future. Yeah, but you still like, don't have kids. So one side of the, it's an open face sandwich. It's an open yeah, sandwich, yeah. yeah. Correct, correct. <laughs> Okay, so for the listeners uh, tuning in, what do, you, what do you want to say to them about what the reality of the sandwich generation mm. really means? Unpack that term for mm. us. Maybe we can come with it with the explanation of what the sandwich actually looks like. So as we know, sandwiches are two pieces of bread with like a ham and cheese in the center, something like that. Yeah, just in time for breakfast, right? Yum. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I think the idea here is that you know you have um, your parents' generation. So I think as Asians, we are usually very uh, filial. You know, we have that in our blood. Um, so we want to take care of them. Uh, we want to take care of our kids as well. You know, when we have kids, we want to allow them to have a full life. You know, they do whatever you want and go out and explore the world. And then you have yourself, which is, you know, I think also very important to not neglect your own health, your own sanity. So I think that's how the sandwich looks like. So it, then I think it became popularized because recently, um, I think Income did a very, very uh, good ad that pulled on the heartstrings of many of us. The Promise. Yes. The title of the video. Exactly. Mm. And it really un- unwraps itself towards the end of the commercial where um, they said, you know, dear Emma, I'm going to have you as the last sandwich generation. I'm going to make sure that you're the last sandwich generation. So I think that really spoke to a lot of uh, millennials. It was heavily, heavily shared all over socials as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I think both um, these two guys, they wrote really in-depth pieces about it on uh, both Sidley and Dr. Wealth, which is why they're also on the show. Mm. Um, yeah, to talk okay. about it. Yeah. So um, when you when you heard that hashtag the last sandwich generation, right? What were the instinctive feelings that they brought out in each of you that led to the articles that you wrote? So give us a sense of, of the angles that you took. So for me, uh, and guy took is actually to find out what's causing us from uh, not being the last sandwich generation. The difficulty here, right? Uh, is it an outdated mindset that that we might have in the past <laughs> that 
haven't changed or is it just about education and uh, poor financial planning? Yeah, so I look at some of these costs that we can actually easily save from it and, and this might be a step towards being the last generation. And Dr. Wells, what, what, did, what did it bring up for you? Um, for me, I, I definitely was emotionally affected by the commercial that prompted me and drove me to wrote the article. And I thought that I got something that would be useful for the readers to take away from because I, I took care of my finances a lot younger than uh, my peers. Right? I started to really care about money when I was around 20 years old. So along the way, the next 10 years, I have uh, made a lot of mistakes. So I wanted to share those things as well. And what I did right as, uh, so that they can get some tips from the article itself. Okay, so maybe Mingfeng, you're perfectly placed to tell us what are the mistakes that people are making that ensure that they're still the last sandwich generation? Okay, so I think some of it can be the wrong kind of education that you go for. So you are going for an education that you don't believe in instead of something that you really want to do. And that, that actually can cause you to embark on the wrong career which you will burn out within two, three years and then you start changing jobs. So that's one. And then next is actually the overpriced wedding. I think that's a very famous topic also of that being passed down. So you can actually save up to 20000 if you were to go for a simpler wedding and, and that's on average. And also car for social state and also getting a wrong partner just to rush into a BTO. I think these are some very real issues. That uh, sorry, what was the last one? Getting the wrong partner to rush to a BTO? And rushing into a BTO. <laughs> correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. It is a, a very serious problem. Yeah. Oh, it is? <laughs> yeah, it is, it is, it is. Really, yeah. just rushing into that first property buy? Correct, correct. Because of the want to get your own house and a lot of these other social pressure that's involved. Okay, so if, if I'm not wrong, that, that sort of is trying to live up to other people's expectations correct. of what you should be doing with your life yeah. and letting that strong when you got married correct the kind of partner that you picked yes uh, mm, the yeah, idea yeah. that you must buy BTO and then EC and then private property yeah. Yeah. to make correct, it in the correct. world mm-hmm. okay so yeah. Dr. Wealth I'm going to call you Dr. Wealth throughout the show because <laughs> it's just easier <laughs> Alvin uh, yeah. what are people doing wrong that, that you managed to uh, recognise early in life I guess the one of the very earliest mistakes that I made was over committing to insurance policies mm. uh, because we are easily uh, we, we don't know much about money and we have this expert so-called expert that sits in front of us and try to sell us something, right? Yeah. So at one point in time, I have like four or five advisors at once and all told me that their policies are the best for me and I bought everything from them. Mm. <laughs> so it was over time that I realized that, hey, I, I don't have enough money to spend every month. Mm. And then I look at my insurance policy and premiums, I, I think I overcommitted uh, mm. a good chunk of it, like uh, probably a third of my income goes to premiums. So I, I started to think whether am I working for myself or am I working for my advisors? <laughs> I, I mean, insurance, don't get me wrong, insurance is important, right? Uh, but we need to know uh, what is affordable for the coverage that we are getting. Yeah. So I, I guess that was one of the earliest mistakes. Oh, okay. Yeah, very interesting. Don't overcommit <laughs> in terms of insurance. Um, can you share a real-life example of someone who is part of the sandwich generation and some of the difficulties that they're facing? Okay. Anybody know for anybody? NTUC income, they actually have a survey. So sandwich generation is actually, uh, it affects more Singaporeans than we talk. So 94% of our parents between the age 35 to 55 is facing the pressure to support their children and also their aging parents. So I myself, for example, uh, I actually met a friend recently. He got just got out of job. Yeah, so he's he got retrenched, you see. And he has the pressure of uh, supporting his parents' expenses and also to pay for his house. On top of that, he has a newborn that he needs to deal with. So he's he's facing a lot of pressure to actually find a job within six months because of the savings that's burning out from, from that. So on top of that, there's, there's a lot of like, psychological pressure involved in all these things. That's mm. one very good example of a sandwich generation. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so time to weigh in for the listeners out there do you want them to believe we can bring an end to the sandwich generation and is this generation the one that's going to do it 
I think in my opinion, we can. It's not going to be that difficult, but we can. It's, it's going to take a lot of knowledge and a lot of hard work. If you need to hustle, you need to hustle. In my opinion, first, education. Education is important. Mm. Education is not just from you. You need to also uh, start educating our parents and be a teammate. So I think for at least for us agents, sometimes our parents don't are not really open about their finances to yeah. their children. Mm. I think to solve that, we need to slowly educate our parents that it's important for you to plan uh, what's ahead. And after educating, you can actually start calculating, having proper coverage for yourself, for your parents, find any insurance cap and also uh, have a proper family planning and having kids. So from there on, everything should be more consistent in terms of the expenses. You, you know the exact amount that you need to be the last sandwich generation. Mm. Yeah. And what do you say, Alvin? I think the very first step is to recognize that you are in the sandwich generation mm. and mm. accept it instead of living in denial. <laughs> so I, I think that's a, a first most important step. Then you will start to take action. And lastly, you probably have to be a, a lot more optimistic and hopeful that you can get out of it because otherwise uh, you won't have the motivation to keep doing the right things when it comes to money management. Mm. Yeah, oh, that's so important, that mindset, right? Mm. Because I was reading somewhere that people mm. feel despondent and generally in a bit of a funk when they think they're in the sandwich generation. They think, mm. oh, this is just a harsh reality of life, that's it. Mm. Maybe I can share from a perspective of my own mother. So... Um, having seen how she got out of it, I thought that was quite unique as well because her parents didn't have insurance, you know, um, they were basically uh, not working as well in the later part of their years. So mm. basically, they, they needed a lot of support from their kids. So they back then, you know, you have, you have more kids. So um, they had three kids in total. And my mom was one of the contributing, um, the, the one who contributed every month to the parents, right? So I think from that what happens is that she actually invested a large chunk of um, her excess uh, savings as well. So she was ready to actually um, work towards the retirement years where she didn't need to rely on us, which is her kids. So that's where I think we were lucky that, you know, she is uh, totally uh, good on her own. She can basically have a good retirement life without us having to contribute too much every month. To her. So your mom was a saver and mm-hmm. an investor. Saver and investor. Is exactly. investing really the key to being able to break out of being the last gen- sandwich generation? Uh, definitely, in my opinion, uh, it's, it's a must for a sandwich generation to invest because um, we cannot rely solely on CPF mm. uh, for retirement. It's not enough. It's just a baseline uh, for us to uh, top up with other investments that comes along. And if we don't take care of our own investment in a sandwich generation, we'll pass on this burden to the next generation. So the next generation, our children will also become a sandwich generation. So that's why I strongly believe that we should invest as much as we can. Mm, so two lines of attack basically have those conversations with your mm. parents um, you know encourage them to be open about financial planning and also think about investing because I was reading I can't remember whose article it was that there are young people out there who are actually taking drastic measures to not be the last sandwich generation doing things like not marrying oh. and having fewer <laughs> children <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a it is a common um, thought I think for the baby boomers and, and the, even the the generations before that that having the kids are a retirement plan for them, and I think is that mentality that kind of uh, creates the idea that you know your kids are always there for you when you need them financially. Mm. So so I think if we eradicate that mindset over time, mm. then I think that's just one of the first steps that we can take. Okay. Yeah. 
Alvin, what are some of the things that you think um, different groups, the millennials or the Generation X or the baby boomers, should be looking at when it comes to investing in? I have to put that question to Dr. Wells. <laughs> I think investing is very personal because um, it's not a generation thing, um, mm. but it is based on the objective as well as the risk appetite. Because it could be a case where investing in stocks is suitable for one person, but it may not be for another because you just cannot take the volatility of that fluctuation in the stock market. So uh, it's not a generation thing. It's definitely a very personal thing. And having that awareness of where that risk appetite is and where that objective is, uh, is important. And I think that most people don't. They always just want to jump on the next big thing. Oh, you can make a lot of money. Yeah. But they forgot that they cannot accept that risk um, going to achieve their objective. Very important point there, yeah. What got you going in your 20s? Um, so my story was that uh, I, I used to be a spendthrift. And it was when my parents lost their house, uh, they couldn't afford the mortgage, so we had to force sell the house. And uh, I had two choices. Either I just give up in life or I just take actions to improve my finances and that the later was what i chose and that's why i'm here today right so well uh, <laughs> all right uh, and uh i guess maybe sometimes in life uh, certain bad things happen for a reason and you should try to look at it at a more positive light that it maybe it's time to take some uh, take some serious action to improve your situation so those must have been tough times right yep and, and you you somehow found the money to invest in I had a decent job, I would say, uh, pay above average. Uh, and I did, from being a spendthrift, became a saver. And that's how I accumulated capital at a younger age. Uh, you yeah. know, so mm-hmm. it's important to be prudent and save as much as possible. Capital is required in capitalism. Yes. <laughs> <coughs> and just as children are not a retirement plan, you know, uh, for a long time with, with the girls I would hang out with, you know, the mantra was, a man is not a retirement plan. Mm, yeah. <laughs> That too. <laughs> so it all boils down to capital that you have for yourself and how you yeah. build that up. And the common theme seems to be start saving, mm. right? So let's talk about action and taking action. What do you want to say to listeners now to ensure that they really are the last sandwich generation? Okay, I think I can start with this. So first, uh, get proper insurance coverage so that the unexpected expenses are actually accounted for. So you you know your fixed expenses every month. After that, yeah, but also, not too much. It's like Ribena. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not too much, correct. Uh, the proper proper serving of it. Yeah, and also find out about your parents' uh, readiness to retire. If there's any gap, uh, you should be the one encouraging the future, or you should actually help them with that. And lastly, is really proper family planning, and also uh, understand what is best for yourself. And you have the numbers in front of you, so just work towards that number. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anybody else on taking action? I think for me personally, what I do now with my mom is also what she has learned from her own experience, which is to be very open about money. So I think from a very young age, she has totally been open, you know, these are the properties we have, this is how much I have in my fixed D, how much I have in my savings, help me go and figure it out as well. So I think um, having a very open culture about money helps because you know exactly, okay, all these things, this is what the situation is going to look like five years from now, ten years from now. So I think planning ahead always helps a lot. So Alvin, you know, you, your parents had to give up that house because they couldn't afford mortgage payments. You decide you're going to take your financial journey into your own hands. But do you also, did your parents have a have a turning point as well? No, unfortunately, my parents are unlikely to afford their retirement by themselves. And that's the definition of the sandwich generation because I would need to take care of their retirement as well as mine mm. and the growing years of the children. Mm. So in that case, one of the actions that uh, sandwich generation can take that hasn't been discussed so far is um, we can we must also plan for 
our parents' insurance as well. Because mm. if our parents fall ill, the bills will fall on our laps. So I think this part is rarely discussed and looked into because we only take care of our own insurance and probably the children. But yeah. we always neglect what our parents' insurance are. So uh, to avoid those exorbitant bills that may come or arise in the future, mm-hmm. we have to plan for our parents because especially they're not financial literate. That's a great point. A great mm. point. So are you looking at critical insurance? Are you looking at term, life? What are you uh, looking at? Definitely hospitalization plan is number one, mm. uh, in my opinion. Um, you should get the best possible. But sometimes uh, when the parents are older in their age, the premiums will shoot up quite a fair bit. Yep. Mm. And uh, the MediSafe can only allow you to contribute a certain amount to pay for this premium. So likely you need to do the cash top up. If you can afford it, I think it's worthwhile yeah. to do so. Yeah. Other insurance will not be so important uh, okay. because life insurance is more of when the parents are breadwinners. If they're retired, they don't actually need the, the Crit- payout. Critical illness? Critical illness will get very expensive at that age. So uh, it, it boils down to affordability again. So on, on your priority list is insurance for parents yep. Um, yep. as a sandwich generation. Anything else? Another thing that I would consider is um, make sure that the certain amount of their income is secured in retirement. And one of the options is to look into annuities mm. uh, on top of the CPF life that they can get into, right? To make sure that uh, they have a, a sustained income. Because I look at my grandparents, they live quite old. So, mm. which means my parents are likely to have longevity risk. So, <laughs> I think annuity plans will make very good sense for them. Yeah, I have a, I used to have a 99 year house lease, and I was sure that. I was going to live to 105, just past that <laughs> am- you know, amount, 99 years, just to irritate myself. <laughs> People are living longer. It is a fact now. Mm-hmm. Um, how much should we be saving daily, monthly, annually to avoid the next generation being the sandwich generation? So some of your parents yourself. Okay, I think for this, there's no fixed number. So as like, much as possible. Say, okay. okay, so for <laughs> the, the last calculation be that was a few years ago is that we need about 1200 per month to retire that's that's your parents so if you have uh, if both your parents are still around that's 2400 and it's just going to get more and more expensive or oh, you mean currently at current correct, rates correct right, correct right. so right. in future it's going to be higher and that's that's just for your parents mm-hmm. and then like having a kid can cost about we we're just discussing just 300 plus thousand to 600 thousand uh, dollars for their growing years so that's that's something that you need to start accounting for also so oh. this is we're looking at a really huge number right now yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. how do you avoid not going to anxiety and despondency when you hear those numbers you have two kids yeah two parents who are going to retire when elvin uh they are retiring in like five years time and are you all set more or less yeah yeah actually elvin I'm, I'm curious also like how like when you think of having kids right like what was the immediate thought i mean on the financial side like how, how did that weigh into consideration uh, if you if you bring money in the topic yeah. right you never have kids <laughs> <laughs> it cannot be a financial yeah, decision yeah, yeah. 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 It has to be either social norms or market norms, right? So <laughs> mix the two together. So uh, having a kid wasn't a financial decision, um, and definitely we we were thinking that whether we can mm. afford afford, uh, but for we the didn't big. really count to the sense. Oh, he needs yeah. to have this and that. Yeah, or yeah. that each will cost you about a quarter yeah, of a million yeah, yeah. dollars yeah, to exactly. raise. So the more you calculate, the the more you will be afraid of yeah. having kids. So I don't think that's a very healthy. Mindset yeah. to have, <laughs> especially here in Singapore, right? We we need the replacement rate. Uh, so you have done your part. Yeah, replacement. Just go with it. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it. 
<laughs> so just you know when it comes to these dreams you, you know um, Fing, Ming Feng you, you wrote this article about don't have outdated dreams have your own dreams and you know that's going to help you break out of the you know being in a sandwich generation right Correct. so uh, among those dreams are maybe think about scaling down that wedding you don't need that big wedding Correct. Um, anything else we can learn from this whole mindset shift of don't cling on to the old cash credit condo as a benchmark yes. for what you need to have made it in life. Okay, so the five C is definitely outdated. Out. You know, the car, cash, and everything. Yeah. So now, now everything is more about. I think. I think if you look at it, so even like career and education in the past, I think I wrote it in the article. If I were to tell my parents that I'm going to learn coding, they will have uh, think that I, I'm crazy, you know, for, for saying <laughs> such things. Despite my my high uh, my good grades, uh. so. But if should I have taken coding by then, I, I probably would have been earning way much more right now. You know, you get me with this changing. So there's there's no fixed skill set. Uh, but of course, go for something that you will truly enjoy because that way you will always be hustling. You will know that. That way, the hustle comes working. easy. Correct, correct. Yeah, yeah, you're and, right. And mm. Correct. Mm. You you start loving your job. So that's mm. one. And uh, going for that education instead of starting something you don't like. Why not spend that same amount of money and starting something that you actually do very well because you love it. Okay. And then lastly is the car. Um, I think Singapore is still quite accessible in terms of our mm. transport system. So it shouldn't be a social status. It should be more of for convenience if you need it. Yeah. But if not, you know, go, go on with that public transport. Okay. Mm. Kenneth, final words for our listeners? Yeah, so I think we, we have to thank Income for really making this thing a trending topic <laughs> all now. Props to yeah, them. All yeah. props yeah. to them. Because I think that commercial really uh, make many of us think, stop and think. Mm. Uh, whether you buy other product or not is secondary. But I think mm. the message and awareness is important that there are a lot of people still in that sandwich generation and taking that first action this weekend, for example, having a coffee with your parents will actually help um, open up the, the whole idea of how retirement looks like for them and how you know you should be able to take care of your kids as well mm. as you go on in life. Yeah. So that's, that's why I Alvin, would say. final but, thoughts for yeah. listeners who want to break out of the sandwich generation. <clears throat> Um, I'll go back to the responsibility point. Um, mm. I, I think it's, it's no longer about being selfish and take care of your own finances. It's no longer enough in the sandwich generation. Yeah. You need to take care of finances of your parents and also plan for the children, at least until they graduate from tertiary. Where do you fit yourself in all this? Your own dreams, your hopes, your, your wanting to see different parts of the world, that kind of thing. Uh, Are you last I, on your list? N- not really, not really. <laughs> I, I don't really compromise. So there's a little bit of selfishness as well. <laughs> but I mean, at the end of the day, it's a balance. Um, and uh, I, I'm happy where I am now doing the things that I like. Uh, so it, it, uh, I used to be having a job, but I took the courage to You're run my own business. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I get to do fulfill my dreams and yet I'm being responsible with my money at the same time. Mm. So I think it's possible. Um, definitely certain compromises and balance need to be achieved. So it's good to start thinking about this, especially if one is in the sandwich generation. For sure. Well, we hope you helped you out and gave you some, uh, you know, great tips and helped you out the funk a little bit. If you have been in one thinking, I'm in the sandwich generation, you don't have to necessarily stay as part of that sandwich. Get out, whether it's an open-faced sandwich or a closed sandwich, you can get out. Thank you so much, guys, for coming by. Kenneth Liu is CEO of Seedly. Yap Ming Feng is Head of Content and Growth at Seedly. And Alvin Chow is Co-Founder and CEO of Dr. Wealth. Have a great day. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.